Hello, friends. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Crisis of Faith with Joe and Drew today. We have a very, very special episode for you. Uh, none of the other episodes we've ever done were special at all. There's nothing nothing that interesting, nothing that noteworthy about them, but today's is special. <laughs> do we say that every week? Is that something I, you, we said you in do. pretty much yeah. every episode? <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, well, this time I mean it. Uh, forget all the other episodes. <laughs> You know, oddly enough, this one is pretty different. <laughs> it's actually a, a truly unique episode. Um, it's very Joe, meta. We're going to record on top of a recording. Yeah, we recorded today's episode already, um, and it didn't turn out so great. Uh, well, <laughs> well, it turned out great in some ways and not so great in other ways. Um we uh, we wanted to talk about alcohol, or as Joe likes to call it, alcohol, <laughs> <laughs> which which is a joke that'll make a little more sense in a minute. Um, but we decided we really probably needed to be kind of hammered to do that, and uh, you know i I don't hold I don't hold my liquor very well. Like I I don't <laughs> I don't mind having um, a few drinks a week. Uh, I don't really drink a lot very often, <laughs> and, uh, and so, I mean, it, there's even, I'd love for us to be able to pinpoint when this begins to happen. Like, I'm literally, like, kind of oozing out of my chair the entire time <laughs> and eventually just laying face down on the floor. Curled up in uh, the fetal position. Asleep. Yeah, yeah. There's um, totally we- happy and feeling great, but also feeling real sleepy. We've uh, been wanting to do this episode, like, I think... When we started the podcast, like before we even started recording, we were talking about, well, we could talk about, you know, atonement and hell and stuff. And we should also do this alcohol episode where we get really hammered and talk about what the Bible says about alcohol and stuff. And, but we always record like early, like at nine o'clock in the morning or something. So we just never got around to doing it. And then I was in Richmond, uh, during our break, I came down to visit you and to do some work and stuff. And uh, so we were like, well, let's just, we're already going to be drunk anyway. <laughs> as well let's get this do done. it then. <laughs> and uh, so a couple of notes. Drink responsibly, uh, Christian Nation. Please, <laughs> please be careful. We had a designated di- driver uh, for Joe to get back to his hotel. Also, uh, I feel like it should just be said that you came here to do some work and the next day, it was tough work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we struggled through the next day. Really, really, really kicked us. Um, but uh, yeah, let's kind let's roll it out. Uh, I'm gonna save the jingle because I think we attempted the jingle here. We did. I have we a bl- better version of the jingle recorded, and we just got to see how this one turned out between us. <laughs> I think it did pretty. All good. All right, here we go. Do I have to hold it like really like this? <laughs> this is how. When I get drunk, I have a really asthmatic laugh. <laughs> the most singers, when you watch singers on TV, like on. <laughs> Joe, so he literally like started out by saying, "Should I hold it like this?" And I don't know if you could hear what I said, but I said in the background, "I wish you wouldn't," <laughs> because you basically had like the front of the microphone inside your your esophagus, uh, and that's why. 
it's pretty difficult to even understand what you're saying here. <laughs> they put their lips right up on it like this. Like they're sucking on it. <laughs> Hello, this is Christ of Faith with Joe and Joe. <laughs> so that's basically how this episode is going to go. <laughs> Why you, your microphone doesn't work for anything. What? Why not? Oh, you just didn't say anything. I was <laughs> It was just me talking, so it only showed me. <laughs> okay, that's me watching the, the levels, and I was confused by the fact that <laughs> yours wasn't getting any reads, and mine was, but I was the one talking, <laughs> and you weren't saying anything. And my microphone was just fully in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, yours was fully in your mouth, and then you just weren't saying anything, so I was just hearing the asthmatic breathing a little bit, but it wasn't it wasn't triggering the Richter scale here. Uh, <laughs> all right, and then uh, I have to pee, and then we have about a minute and a half here <laughs> for a for a pee break. Um, so far, Joe, what do you, you have any thoughts? I mean, I feel How like it's a good episode. Out? It's starting out pretty good. <laughs> Everything I ever do is one hundred percent serious. <clears throat> Heaven and hell lie in the balance. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm always ready. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Drew. This is Christ of Faith with Joe and Drew. <laughs> I saw your underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and we are not as think as you drunk we are. <laughs> Did you plan? You had that. You had that in the. I had that one in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the main jokes that I had, and it really landed. Like I don't know if. I don't know if people can tell, but we're still laughing. <laughs> Both of, the reason we're not talking, like I have not paused to the recording. It's still going right now. And I think maybe you ha- you're you almost. This is our first episode <laughs> back. This is our first. We'll probably do something else, right? Yeah, we can't start here. <laughs> <laughs> we're on break currently, but we got together for the first time ever since we started the podcast. And you got me drunk <laughs> <laughs> and tried to put me in your bed. <laughs> All right, and you're c- my bed. this is another kind of <laughs> long <laughs> laughing break. Um, we were recording from the, Drew's spare bedroom <laughs> slash office, so that's why I was in his bed. Preacher, Preacher I've been thinking. thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously... Uh, the jingle didn't turn out so great. <laughs> I think we should cut to the real jingle here. <laughs> I I think it turned out fine. <laughs> this is gonna be a tough edit. What, what key are you? Yeah, in? No joke. <laughs> what key are you in? Right here. <laughs> okay. Is that a B? That feels like a B. <laughs> Preacher, yeah, that's it. Preacher, I've been drinking. Preacher, I've been drinking, and as you know, drinking always gets me thinking. You and me should be buds, and hey, while we're talking about buds, you're smoking the same kind of sin as drinking. If Jesus shows up at a party. He's the one who brings the liquor along Then if your nose is snarling And you are not partying Maybe you're the one who is wrong I think maybe 
you're the one who is wrong. That was great. Uh, we should say I didn't know really? the jingle. I was just learning it. You you wrote it, and I was yeah. learning it right along with you as you were singing it. Yeah, but I and think I did totally I nailed. I think it. I did good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You well, missed a be... couple of those harmonies, but it's that's fine. So here's the thing. <laughs> Full disclosure, in all honesty. I don't know if this podcast is ever going to see the light of day. <laughs> if anybody knows that this exists, it's going to make it a lot harder for us to sell a book. Dude, shh. <laughs> okay, so here was the idea. We've already explained to you, uh, the listener, the idea, but uh, I think... I think Drunk Drew does a pretty good job of also explaining the idea here. <laughs> it was a uh, man. I mean, it's hard to call it a good idea at this point, but it seemed like a really good idea. We said we haven't been together since we started the podcast. We haven't really hung out since for like two or three years now. Yeah. And I said, well, let's do an episode on alcohol. And you said, let's get hammered when we do it. And then right. you drove here today. <laughs> no, I wasn't drunk. No, no, before <laughs> that. And you just got here. You drove uh, like 100 Very hours far. all day. And Megan made shrimp. And Megan made shrimp <laughs> and sweet potatoes. Yeah. It was delicious. <clears throat> and then we got shit-faced. And then we really drank, <laughs> like, I don't even know if it was a whole lot, but. Uh, you have a point system. I'm super happy. Um, <laughs> I would like to let the Christian listeners in on part of the Christian way of faith. <coughs> this did not turn out very well. I'm trying to explain <laughs> the point system here. Yeah. Do you want to sober? Drew it could all just sort of get system? cut. Well, you know, there. I don't know that it's actually all that helpful, but <laughs> it is to me. That I multiply the ounces of liquid confu- consumed by the um, by the alcohol by volume, and I get a point. You get a you get a a, a number value, right? Yeah. The and when then we you subtract like a little extra for you know your size and as time passes and it's not a very you know. Yeah, well I was trying to formula. pin you down. Mm-hmm. On how much do you subtract? Because that, I mean, if you're going to track points, you got to know, like, all right, a right. big guy subtracts more than a little guy. Uh, and the time, pa- like, there's got to be some kind of, if you're going to add points, you got to have, uh, like, a system for what you're subtracting. And I was trying to pin you down on it, and you were like, you just take yeah, some away. I- <laughs> <laughs> just- <laughs> but also, the point system is not ready for market. <laughs> I only know yeah. it for me. It's just not. Uh, <laughs> sure. It's still in beta. Um, you multiply the, the ABV, the alcohol by volume, mm-hmm. by the ounces consumed by the ounces so far. consumed, and then you subtract like thirty or fifty <laughs> points per hour, <laughs> um, based on your. You have to actually tell how the point system works. You A lot of different say, things. 
Uh, well, I don't know how the system works for a lot of people, but for me, anytime the points get above around 250 no, points. No, no, How do you, what do you subtract? Oh, you subtract um, points. <laughs> Every hour. How many? Like how 30 many or 50, <laughs> I don't can't know. can't say that. How yeah, many points? that's how businesses talk about it all. <laughs> don't you even watch Big Bang Theory? If there are any physicists listening to this episode, I hope that you'll call in and let us know if that is correct. See, why Why was I thinking about a physicist? I don't know. It'd be a well, chemist, probably. Have, a yeah. Chem- chemist uh, would tell you. If, if maybe you're a I chemist. Thinking. Hell, even if you're a biologist, call us. <laughs> Just somebody <clears throat> call and talk to us. We'd appreciate you know, it. if you're... If you're sober, but sometimes you drink, maybe you could probably <laughs> explain <laughs> this all a little better. You're having water now, but it's a really helpful for that thing. No, I don't think it makes points for water. I don't think it makes any difference. It does. You think so? I don't know. You're less hungover. Well, yeah, that's that's tomorrow morning's problems. And we got together so that we could write our book. Yeah, we need to write things for our book, and we and we're gonna talk to. Jared bias tomorrow, so that's cool. Yeah, we don't want to be hungover for that. No, 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 no. That's a serious conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> I no, don't. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know if the Jared bias conversation comes out before this one or after. But in our world, we're drunk now, and we're going to talk to him later. My, I don't know how you would know this, but maybe you would know at least a little as. Me? Maybe a little better than me, anybody. Me or the Chris Christians? You. I'm talking to you, Joe. My tongue usually moves faster. <laughs> <laughs> this goes on for a while. Just for the record, no, 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 no. Right? So this is this is me sober. Usually it's faster. No, 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 no. I don't know because. Again, for the record, no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot faster now, right? It is. Yeah, it really does make a difference. I don't know that I've ever um actually paid attention to that, but I noticed that night that I was trying to say no, 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 Joe, and it came out no, 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 no. I need to make sure in my interview with Jared Bias. That I get a, but I think I can do. I mean, it's got to be twice as fast usually. He wrote the book "Love Matters More." That's good. Wait, are you promoting this after we already released it? I don't know when this is coming out. I can't remember. Anyway, it's already out. Whether this is out, by the time anybody hears me say that, it's already out. It's out. Sometimes I can be very deep, uh, <laughs> even if I'm a little drunk. That, that's true. What I said, you're hearing it now. It's out. I, we do get this. This conversation isn't just complete bullshit. We actually do. <laughs> I do think. Yeah. Eventually, talk we'll get about to some real content. Um, we're just gonna have to. You know, hopefully, you're listening on two times speed today. Um. <laughs> And you've heard several other episodes from this season and know that, uh, you know, it's not always like this, but (laughs) this could be fun too, I guess. Okay. But we're going to talk about the Bible. I'm going to talk about the Bible. You 
you thought about other things. Yeah, I have some other things because I think whenever it comes to <coughs> alcohol, <laughs> that there are some things that seriously need addressed. I will say there are <coughs> moments, and I, you know, I suppose I've never exactly tracked this kind of thing, but the real drunkenness came in waves that were sort of like you come into like true coherency and i mean i guess now that i'm thinking like yeah i know that but i had just never tracked it like listening back to the recording of it like sometimes you're like oh what are you so giggly about because you seem fine and then (laughs) get hung up on like saying the same thing four or five times in a row which none of that gets addressed in the bible you know they don't talk about They talk about the heart, the human heart being gladdened. They don't talk about the tongue being slowed down. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, you know, alcohol is such a like. <laughs> it's such a family thing, right? Because in church, in all the evangelical churches, it's like mm-hmm. none of that. But then, you know, your dad has a beer when he's. Fishing. I do. My Listen to me. Did, though. No, mine either. I never saw my <laughs> <laughs> I never saw my parents drink until I was until I was old enough to drink. You and they were like, Oh yeah, we just we, we just have a little bit. You caught the humor of that in the moment that I said uh like the church the church says don't drink, but then your dad has a beer and you were like, Well not yeah. mine. I was like, No, not mine either. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't catch why that was funny in the moment, but you did. <laughs> that was really funny to me. Um, I can see on my track here that I was just kind of laughing in the background for quite a while at that. My parents um, will sometimes drink on vacation, so that they don't when there's no one around <laughs> to ruin their witness. <laughs> That's yeah. My parents never did that though. Well, mine either. Not, not until, since I was not born. Not until I was, like, not until my sister and I were old enough that we were drinking in front of them, and then they were like, oh, okay. Huh. <clears throat> I wonder if I'm about to make some a similar discovery. You've never, <laughs> you've never had anything to drink in front of your parents? No, that I've never seen them say, oh, I didn't know it was okay now. Oh. And then... But have you ever around. had a... Have you ever had a beer like while you're? Mm-hmm. So then, yeah, and then I got an attitude, and my <laughs> mom said, "That's what the beer will do." <laughs> that was kind of a joke. That was a true story, though. I think it was one of the first times that my mom ever saw me drink a beer. Yeah, and I was—I mean, I was like three drinks into a, a pilsner, like just a, a beer with. Hardly like any three sips in into it. a pills. Like three yeah. sips into it, and we got on about something. I I have not argued with my mom since I was sixteen. It wasn't an argument, but then something, but something did happen, and she was like, "That's what that drink will do." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I gave that much clarity uh, explaining it here. So, the point is, was there a point to that? The point is, don't drink because it'll ruin your witness. But that's only that only makes sense if, like, 
Okay, the logic is drinking is bad because it'll ruin your witness. Right. Right. But it'll only ruin your witness if it's already bad in its own right. Right? Exactly. <laughs> if someone, but it's bad if you, because if you it'll assume ruin that someone will assume that something is wrong with you if they see you drinking, <laughs> then this logic maybe checks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm following. That's all. That's <laughs> I'm done. That's my this is quite a long uh, little laughing spell <laughs> again for us here. Yeah. Cuz I thought whenever you said that 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 you were saying that that's all you had to say period. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. That was everything you had. <laughs> that was my whole whole walk. Yeah. Like 10th grade, that seems right. I wanted to <laughs> to bleach my hair blonde and then put blue tips. Spike it. Blue tip. <laughs> <laughs> right because I was it seems like it would have been cool in 2000. It seems like one. a thing that was yeah 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 <laughs> yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drew's now interested again in how fast his tongue moves. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to bleach my and that I couldn't do it. It was not wrong in its own right, but in my, in my witness. <laughs> just like thinking. Is that a real story? That's a real story. Someone thought that would ruin your witness. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> said it would ruin my witness. And just, I, I remember this because Clover, my middle child, just dyed their hair blue. And my mom was like, I really like that. And I thought, come on! <laughs> that's, that's crazy. My, um... Did you ever dye your hair? I feel like my parents were obsessed with my hair. This is me going real clear-headed for a second. Yeah. I just came into like true, normal Drew. Into the It's depths. jarring. Yeah. It's jarring to come like, wait a second. And your witness. Or my mom. So, yeah. Yeah, like. How your hair want, might affect your witness. They didn't want me to grow my hair out long. Now it's, your hair's long. Before, it's super and long. Drunk. It's super your long. This is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is not drunk <laughs> Drew and Joe laughing. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good. That's joke. the line of the. That's the line of the episode. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> your hair is long and you're drunk. Your witness is fucked. <laughs> oh man, it's all worth it for that. <laughs> you don't know that I'm drunk. You don't even know how many points I scored. <laughs> I'm the only one walking around with a whiteboard in my hands. Here, <laughs> my mom didn't want me to grow up my hair, and she didn't want me to bleach it, and she didn't want me to get. Did you want to bleach yours around? She didn't grade? want me to get two earrings in my earlobes, oh in, in my bottom lobes. I now want to get my cartilage pierced. I'm thirty five years old. You do I'm now? Gonna, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna. Joe, do you still? Um, I, I do. That's an or actual is that just thing. Five hundred. Okay, I didn't know if that was just like five hundred points in. You want to no, get pierced? No, even sober. Okay. I'm. I'm you're still thinking about kicking it. it around. Yeah. All right. Just curious. Go get my card. Can I'll do it here? Can we do it tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, I wish we had done it. We didn't do it. I forgot about it. In, this closet. Really? In that closet right there. Do what do you think this closet's for? Huh? Do you really have a kit? For ear piercing? Can we piercing on the air right now? <laughs> I want to pierce my cartilage. Yeah, I mean, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea who I was thinking about at the time. <laughs> Do you really have a kit? No. In that closet? 
Nope. That was a joke. You sleep right here on your trundle bed. I with tried my to wife make it happen. Is here with me. Yeah. Well, I wanted you to sleep on the top part <laughs> and her to sleep on the trundle. Yeah. <laughs> She's the lady, so she should be subservient. Uh, yeah, I don't remember all of that. <laughs> Uh, just in case we're picking up new listeners as we go, um, we don't think that's true. We don't think that's <laughs> the way you should do things. <laughs> Women shouldn't have to sleep at the foot of the bed. Um, but that is they what should you be said. allowed to sleep wherever their just husbands want them to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, kidding again. Kidding again. What do you think the Bible says about alcohol? I actually personally feel like at this point, at the start of the the episode proper, the real information, that calling the consumption of alcohol sinful is in itself a sinful act. <laughs> Potentially heretical. I feel okay. like you're kind of well, clear-headed the there, too, though. The yeah. Yeah, I think I'm, I, I was clearer than I thought there. And I do think that that is a point that I wanted to make sure actually came through. And I think that's pretty much all I actually said on it um, at that time. But that's where I stand at this point, that actually calling alcohol sinful to me seems more sinful than consuming alcohol. Just because it's judgy? (laughs) You're just like finding some stupid shit to make people feel bad about? I think Jesus in particular has um, bigger problems with judgy people than he does with alcoholics um, even. And that's, you know, it's a it's a, a leap to even talk about alcoholics here. We're not talking about alcoholics. We're talking about consuming alcohol whatsoever. Or even like whenever I was growing up eating at the Outback Steakhouse, whenever, whenever that came to Beckley yeah. <laughs> and it had a bar in it, a big featured bar. Um, it was a really big deal. I asked my mom about that the other day to verify. I was like, was that really a big deal? And she said, was that a big deal? Um, <laughs> which, was, which was really funny. Um, that wasn't... Because they actually... My family wasn't opposed to eating at restaurants where there were bars. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have sat at the bar. You know, if, the, if they're like, well, we don't have any tables. You can sit at the bar. We wouldn't have done that because, you know, you're witness and all. Right, right. But we, you know, we would go to the outback and sit at a table. But um, all that said, I was trying to make the point there. I, again, I don't think I actually made it. Um, I certainly didn't make it very clearly. But I genuinely do actually feel like um, calling the consumption of alcohol is uh, a bigger problem than consuming alcohol. And whenever I said it's on the verge of heretical. I do think maybe we got into that a little bit, but like it's something Jesus clearly did um, yeah. and clearly blessed. And he created out, it's like the first miracle was creating alcohol um, for people to drink at a party. And then the last thing he ever does with his disciples is hand them alcohol to drink. Uh, so calling that sinful, I just think is, is really, really borderline um, for what it is that you may actually be saying about the character of Jesus um, that he is engaging in sinful behavior and encouraging others to as well and i don't see how that line is not more clearly visible to holiness fundamentalist type folks 
who still won't go to Outback. Bible is mostly certainly has its 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 stabs at moderation, yeah. but mostly is pro alcohol consumption. It's, it's super pro. Like alcohol. seems more yeah. like God says loves. to drink and Jesus says to drink than it says not. Okay, here's Paul. Ready? Galatians. If you get drunk, you'll go to hell. Wait, what? What's the chapter in the verse? <laughs> Five twenty-one. Gla- <laughs> you, jar- you genuinely jarred me there on that one. I think <laughs> like you woke me up in the floor. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> that is that is more or less what that verse says. I think I, I'm going to read it. Galatians five twenty-one. Oh yeah, uh, a list of people who are going to hell. People who envy and practice sorcery and worship idols and get drunk. And hell's this cute and hell's this cute little park in Israel. Right. Hell. Uh people who have orgies? Yeah. Who else? Drunkards, idolaters, sorcerers, strife, jealousy, fits of anger. Count me out. Envy. Things like these. <laughs> okay, that's Paul. Now, here's Isaiah. Um, let me find the verse here. <clears throat> Isaiah chapter 5. This is interesting. I got a real Bible here. I'm reading. Woe to those <laughs> who get up early in the morning. That <laughs> Joe, you're so <laughs> you're so big on the drama. Yeah. When you're drinking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like it's, okay, it's performative. <laughs> they may run after strong drink and who tarry late into the evening as the wine inflames them. <laughs> Are you taking a picture of me while we're trying to record a podcast? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Isaiah says it's bad if you get up early in the morning to drink. <laughs> yep. So that's right. So I, we shouldn't be recording sense. this at six thirty a.m. Well, we're on not a Tuesday. It's, it's Monday and it's nine fifty-four p.m. So we're okay. All right, I got more. I got all kinds of verses here. Where's Habakkuk? That's the question. Go to the middle. I know. Keep going. I know where the once I find the the small prophets, it goes. Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Habakkuk, Zephaniah. It's a wrap, <laughs> but um, I, rem- I remember it. I'm now I found Joel, so I'm I'm golden. Jose Joel Amos. <laughs> okay, Habakkuk, ready? My pastor growing up was obsessed with Habakkuk. Yeah, yeah. I never. He would teach. I like, never series after series from Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Mm-hmm. Habakkuk two fifteen. Woe to him. Who makes his neighbors drink? <laughs> <laughs> you pour out your wrath and make them drunk in order to gaze at their nakedness. Like Noah. That's good advice. If you get people drunk so that you can see them naked, mm-hmm. that's that sucks. <laughs> that's a shitty thing that's to do. That's so judgmental of you, <laughs> of <laughs> me, right here, right now. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so that's that's basically... What the Bible says. Don't I do love the way that you your commentary on that was. 
if you get people drunk to look at them naked, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it does. That's <laughs> It does. It does. That was, That's screwed up. That was really good. That'll ruin your witness. <laughs> <laughs> it will indeed. Don't, um, don't try to get your neighbors drunk so you can <laughs> check See out their naked? ass. Uh, oh, Proverbs says that if you get drunk too much, it can make you poor. That's true. As far as I can tell. <laughs> so don't try to get other people drunk and look at their... their don't get them drunk and look at their junk. <laughs> it's, they should have made it a slogan. Don't get drunk and look... Don't make them drunk to look at their junk. I don't think I've ever used that word junk in that way. Yeah. To refer to genitals? Yeah. I have. I'm going to edit. We've certainly talked about people having junk in their trunk. I'm going to edit that. That's more about your ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And here Drew again gets excited about how quickly he speaks. Don't, um... Don't get up really early in the morning to start drinking and drink all day. That's that's Isaiah. Okay, so that's that part. But mostly the Bible loves alcohol. <laughs> you have a lot of this? Oh, I have so much. I found a few things too. I was kinda I was kinda surprised by what I found. What did you but find? I didn't look for the Bible too much. I was looking mostly for like church history stuff. Well tell me what you found. Um, I didn't find what I expected to, because I really thought that this battle against drinking at all, that the 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 teetotalism um, movement was completely tied up in the prohibition. Oh, me too. Um, but it's Is that it's not true? it's kind of not. No, mm, no. Was, there yeah. were actually some people before that movement. It's definitely which, American, though, right? That's also that's, thing that's also somewhat in question. Huh. Um, I'm gonna have to look through a couple of different notes, and I'm not look. Thr- I'm not gonna look through them as quickly now as I did at Whoa. one o'clock this afternoon. That was a discovery. So some of the actual like research that I put into this episode um, that surprised me. That I was sort of expecting, which I I think I do this, and I think this has come up a few times in the Crisis Faith podcast. That um, just in general. I think a lot of people assume that there's always this um, this mainline Christianity and that some kind of undercurrent that is either um, extra conservative and fundamentalist and judgmental and mean or extra liberal and like that there's always kind of this like underground thing trying to um, and so I thought that the sort of main uh, stance of the church and of Christianity would have been kind of pro-alcohol all along just because of the the Catholic influence I mean up until I mean especially for the first several first thousand years or so of it all um but what I discovered was that there were actually way more there was actually way more uh diversity in it like the whole time that there were always teetotalers um and there were always uh, I don't know, it, but now, like, thinking back, it kind of seems, it does make more sense that it would be that way, that it would be a little more balanced across the board, because that's what 
Christianity always does. It always kind of says like, well, yeah, um, there is an extremely pious, like, don't do anything way that none of us do, but we all kind of agree that's the, they're the holiest ones. Does that make sense? So I was surprised to find that alcohol was in that same category. Like, I'm I'm thinking of like, uh, like celibates. Yeah, right, right, right. Um, well, know, nuns and priests and it was surprising to me in part because I I sort of was and maybe still am under the impression that for most of world history, most people were always a little bit buzzed. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, you know, yeah, the too. water's not safe to drink and you just, like, just always drinking alcohol. Alcohol. Right. <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> this is me sober, still having trouble saying it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, um, I think you're right. And I think that's some of what, that's what's, that's what kind of screws up the research a little bit, too, is because you will, if you go and read what theologians had to say about it or read what church leaders had to say about it, you kind of discover like they always sound a little bit like they might be teetotalers or like they might at least be, you know, serious moderationists. Um, but that's in word. Um, while in practice, it's, I don't know, it's the same thing that goes on in the church today where it's kind of like almost, I mean, most of the churches that I've ever been around, cause we kind of came around, I came up around like assembly of God and the church of God, um, are the two main ones that I was always around. And those are still denominations that are pretty much against the consumption of alcohol Yeah. Um, for leadership. And like the charismatic, you know, Pentecostal churches are still pretty much opposed to it. Like they, they don't drink together. Um, but at the same time, everybody that I know around here who goes to any of those churches drinks whenever they want to. Like they don't think of, so there's kind of this like there's word and there's deed. <laughs> there yeah, is sure. there is always this like, yeah, the the position of the church is that alcohol is dangerous. The position of everyone who goes to the church is we drink when we wanna. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the point that I was making at the beginning of the episode about, you know, the church says don't drink, but your dad'll have a beer when you're fishing yeah. or whatever. Which was funny because it wasn't true of either of our dads. But it is my yeah. sense that, like, definitely a lot of people in those churches just ignore that rule. I mean, that's just how religion works, right? People don't follow the rules. Right. Well, I've I've had this, like, suspicion here lately that, um, you know, I was I was went and visited a church of a friend on Sunday with my family again, and... I took down a note for myself like halfway through it because I felt like things got just a little bit um a little bit preachery like a little bit angry like there was a little bit of a guilt trip and I just the, the whole thing occurred to me differently this time because I'm kind of noticing like oh people really like this part mm-hmm. they like this part where the pastor is like kind of railing on them for not praying enough this week um and it, yeah, I just made the note to myself to like, you know what, Drew, go think about that later. Like, talk about that with Megan later, maybe bring it up on the Crisis Faith Pod. There is a bit of a, a, a thing that happens in our religion and our faith systems that's kind of like we're addicted to the guilt of it, even though, like, I don't know, I made the, the example that I made to Megan, um, to my wife was, 
it's a little bit like having a gym membership. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I I want to I want to know what I should do, um, even though I know I'm not going to do it. I want to like follow fitness influencers on Instagram so that I can look and be like, oh yeah 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 yeah, that's what I would do if I were going <laughs> to do something. But I don't. I'm not obviously I'm not going to do that. Right. Um. Yet there, I don't know. It's this weird kind of thing that we. It's almost like we're addicted to guilt. In yeah, some way. that's interesting. I hadn't articulated it that way. I mean, but there, I, I, when I was growing up, there was a phrase that we used: "stepping on toes." Does that talk about that? Yeah. The oh preacher, yeah, yeah. Preacher's really stepping on our toes today, and which meant he's guilting us. Um, he's shaming right. us about, you know, not reading the Bible enough or not praying or whatever it is, and that was a that was a compliment. Preacher, you're really stepping on toes today. Yep, that's a that's a compliment I remember hearing quite a bit. You know, you'd come around, come around after the service, and like old white dudes would come up and they'd say, "Should have wore my steel toe boots to church today because you were stepping all over the toes." Like, yeah, it was a, yeah, that that's a normal. It's weird. It's weird, and I also like I became the kind of preacher. Um, and even if I if I preach anything today, like I became the kind of preacher that was more like I don't know. I think you catch more flies with honey. Like I'm not gonna do that, um, because I thought like, well, that's just mean. It doesn't influence anybody to change. It doesn't have any like positive effect. Um, and plus, if people like it, it's just. But what I discovered is like, well, you you don't catch more flies like that. That's not that's not what people want from their preaching. That's really they want preachers who say don't drink and then they're going to go drink like it's huh it's it's a it's a oh. twisted like naughty thing like tell us what's naughty so we can go do it <laughs> <laughs> maybe i i don't know this we should do an episode on this now now that we're talking about it yeah um cuz this is really interesting to me i had kind of after i got out of the place where i was like Good for you, preacher. Stepping on toes. Um, I guess I assumed that what we like about that is when you say, when you step on other people's toes, right? So yeah, we've talked yeah. about that before in the podcast. I, I, like, I assumed that too. We love when preachers, you know, say, right. like, it's a sin to be gay or whatever, because we, I'm talking about like conservative evangelicals, know, or at least they think there's no gay people in the room. Um, and so they're like, yeah, you know, go step on those toes, but it's, it does it's not about them. So it doesn't bother them. Right. Um, but what you're saying is maybe it's even a little bit more sadistic than that. Um, yes. maybe there's like, there's something that we really like the actual guilt being applied to us in some ways. Yeah. I mean, that's I think fascinating. I think that has to be true to some extent. And that's what I was saying. Like, I always assumed that too. I always I always kind of read it that way too. Is like, yo, you like a mean preacher because you like to judge other people who, you know, you like to catch the woman in the act of adultery. Yeah. Um, what I was observing on Sunday was, you know, this church had done like 21 days of prayer at the build at their church building, and they were opening up the doors at 6 a.m. and the preacher was basically saying, none of y'all showed up. Like nobody showed up. Um, nobody took this seriously, and the rant that he got on got a lot of amens and a lot of like energy in the room. And like, people were really, but it was like, they didn't do it. <laughs> like the point of the <laughs> rant was you didn't do this thing that you're now like, yeah, we should have though. <laughs> like it was just a super, 
strange experience. And that's what, you know, kind of starts to get me thinking like, wait, is it maybe not? Which, you know, it's sadistic and it's weird and it's it could even be a little on the verge of creepy. It's a little less mean. This is almost like crisis of faith coming around and saying, hey, maybe there's not maybe this is a problem in the church that isn't the same kind of problem we thought it was. It's a little less mean. We always thought that you liked preachers to step on toes because we thought you liked to judge people who weren't as pious as you. Maybe this is a little more like you're just kind of twisted in the head. <laughs> like you really, really like uh, being told you're awful, um, which, you know, penal substitutionary atonement theory, like that's the the through line of the whole thing is basically like you suck and maybe God will forgive you. Maybe he won't. He's a little, um, he's kind of petty, uh, <laughs> but he sort of shrugs his shoulders and I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> God, will you forgive me today? I don't know. If I died today, would I go to heaven or would I go to hell? I don't know. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> but it works for people. It's something about it connects. Huh. All right. Well, we got to explore that. We're going to do an episode called Stepping on Toes at some point. Yeah. But yeah, that'd be good. Let's, let's I don't know where we cut out of this more. thing. I don't either. Yeah, we got a few more. We got a few more minutes here. Um, we were, before we got totally shit <laughs> I was looking at my notes about the Bible and there were notes that were like that said numbers <laughs> <laughs> like it seems like there should have been something in there about oh, let's right? just uh, pause yeah. there to say I John? I knew we were doing this today we were like a month out from recording this and I remembered that part and I still didn't look it up <laughs> You still don't know what so, it was about? There was you something still, there's yeah. something in the book of Numbers about alcohol that I thought was interesting at some point when I was first creating notes and I <laughs> I still haven't gone to look it up. So Yeah, we'll, we'll get back to you on that. <laughs> on <laughs> That's how my notes went. Well, I don't know how I mean. <laughs> as a as a general rule though, for the first 1800 years now I'm back to like I sound pretty drunk again. <laughs> yeah, you've shifted back into history stuff. Yeah, it's a general rule. <laughs> like my my face went in slow motion. Years of church history, Christians would consume alcoholic beverages. Yeah, but there actually were some kind of uh, pretty notable people even in that period of time who had spoken out and basically said, well. You can drink if you want to, but the highest call of holiness would be to never consume anything. Like like being celibate and Yeah. 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 Which I I think is super interesting. I mean it's in the same category as celibacy, especially like the last couple of episodes that we've like that finished out our first year of podcasts, we talk about how Jesus like the real call that he maybe is issuing in terms of marriage and relationships at all is like complete celibacy. That's the only thing model Jesus models. Um, when it comes to alcohol though, it seems like he drinks it. Uh, (laughs) he makes it, uh, if he doesn't want people drinking it, he's got a weird way of showing it. Makes wine at parties. Yeah. Well, and people, people call him a drunkard. Yeah. A wine bibber. Honestly, one of my favorite little sections of scripture, that Matthew 11, yeah. 18, 19, 20, something like that. Like that section there, 
I even when mm-hmm. I was truly an evangelical preacher, I still thought that's got to be the most profound and powerful little section of scripture in the whole thing. You know, so I went to Eastern University, and a person who was genuinely very, very influential in my life, and I still think of as a mentor, uh, is the chaplain there and the New Testament scholar, Joe Modica. Um, and he wrote a book, Scott McKnight edited a book called something like, Who Do My Enemies Say That I Am? And the premise of the book is when people in the Gospels talk shit about Jesus, that must be legit. Because like no none of Jesus' followers would have made this up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So if they're insulting Jesus, saying saying bad things about him, that's that's real. That's that that's like the historical Jesus for real because nobody would put that in there. Right. If it wasn't so like there's you know chapters on when when somebody calls jesus a drunkard well there's got to be something to that <laughs> like there's yeah. a reason that people nobody would put that in the gospels if it weren't if if people weren't really saying it and if people were really saying it well there must be something like there must be something to it jesus must have been drinking or around people who are drinking a lot or something yeah, well, the passage. Okay, let's let's actually take a look at this passage, and I'll talk about like what was. It's Matthew eleven eighteen. Yeah, your what was really interesting to me about it, even when I felt like I was fully in the evangelical camp. Um. He says, "This is Jesus talking." When John came, he didn't eat or drink as you do, and people say he has a demon. So he's talking about John the Baptist, okay. who apparently. Um, was a teetotaler, didn't drink, maybe, uh, according to this, Um, and also mostly ate locusts and honey uh, and lived in the desert, and people were like, dude's a weirdo, right? Right? That's like first century Jewish for dude's a weirdo is he has a demon. (laughs) 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 That's what they're they're saying about him. But then Jesus says in verse 19, when the Son of Man came, which is a title that Jesus gives to himself, so when I came... I ate and drank as you do, and people say this fellow always eating and drinking far too much. He's a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Um, So Jesus is basically saying, John didn't drink. You called him a weirdo, said he had a demon. I do drink, and you don't like that either. Um, But then I thought this is the pretty rock and roll line that Jesus ends the whole thing with. But wise, wise action by wise <laughs> actions, <laughs> wisdom is shown to be right. And Pause. Jesus basically says, like, but me and John, we both got <laughs> shit done. <laughs> so I think the point I wanted to make in reading, I don't know if it came out super clearly uh, <laughs> out of what we actually said, but the point that I wanted to make in reading that passage was Jesus was basically saying, and I do think this is a pretty profound thing about the um, about the consumption of alcohol, Jesus is basically saying, John didn't drink, um, and you didn't like him because of that. You called him weird. You you said he had a demon. I do drink, and you don't like me, and you say it's because of that. And the bottom line is that you really should be looking at what kind of work we get done, like what kind of influence our ministry has. And so Jesus basically is trying to say, whether you consume alcohol or not is not the issue here. 
Um, you didn't like John because he didn't drink. You don't like me because I do. You're trying to make it about something that it's not about. Um, again, I don't know if that really came out, uh, but that's what I was. That's why I wrote down that verse, and apparently you wrote it down too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the, the really the point is here. Keep it together, kids. <laughs> you end up like these guys. Jesus said, "It's fine if you are drunk, right?" That was the point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you another thing about the Bible. Oh. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 All right, all right, all right. This is good. I'm going to have to give my history in another episode. We, we're we either going to do an episode do before this. this or after this that clears up a little bit of this. This is fine. This is great. <laughs> you just said that we might have to do an episode before this <laughs> that we're recording right now. You probably still do this. You're a good person like this. You give 10% of your money. To the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I still do this because we are not just a little stitious. <laughs> we are superstitious. <laughs> but yes, we still do this. That's an office joke. <laughs> I don't. Okay. This is what the word of the Lord says about tithing. This is Deuteronomy 14. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, what was the name of the book of the Bible there? <laughs> Deuteronomy. <laughs> Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. <laughs> I want to say that since we had this conversation about tithing and, well, let me just, l- let's let it roll and then I got to tell you about it. Okay. You shall tithe all the yield of your seed that comes from the field year by year. Okay, so when you grow shit in your garden, you grow some tomatoes. If you grow ten tomatoes, <laughs> you bring one to God, right? That's what that says. If you grow twenty tomatoes, <laughs> you got it. Wait, read it again. <laughs> That's what it says. Just trust me. If you grow twenty tomatoes, you bring two to to the Lord. The math checks out. Before the Lord your God, in the place that he will choose, listen to this, to make his name dwell there, you shall eat the tithe of your grain. So if you if you bring, if you grow 20 tomatoes, you bring two to the Lord, you eat them, right? This is not, the tithe is not something you give away to God. It's something, it's a dinner that you have with God, okay? God yeah. wants to eat supper with you. And the way that you do that is when you grow 20 tomatoes, you bring the two best ones, you eat them in front of the Lord, wherever the Lord tells you to go, in the place that he will choose. To make them dwell there, you shall eat the grain, of, uh, the tithe of your grain, and of your wine, and of the oil, and of the firstborn of your herd. So you, ten, ten goats? Mm-hmm. Eat the one goat. But of your wine. But I'm supposed to eat it? You eat it. And I'm supposed to drink it. With God. Yeah, I don't pour. The whole point of the sacrifice. How's he coming to the party? He's just there enjoy. He just likes to see you eat. And he drank with us tonight. On what? God, like the whole, the, the whole thing about tithe in the Old Testament is not you giving money to the church. It's like, hey, God likes to see you eat. I don't know if the, if the listener can tell this, but I started doing something weird with my tongue and my mouth. <laughs> like I think my mouth was going dry or something. I don't know. 
I keep hearing me doing like a... <laughs> so, uh, post-trigger warning, uh, if that's the kind of thing you can't hear very well, just wanted to draw your attention to it so that you notice it even more uh, as we... <laughs> it's like, okay, this is, this is the basically the point. This is the teaching of the tithe in Deuteronomy. Is like Deuteronomy. You need ten. You need ninety percent of your money to pay your electric bill and the water bill and to pay your mortgage and all that shit, right? Mm-hmm. But take ten percent of that money and have a good time, <laughs> and God will enjoy watching <laughs> you do that. <laughs> and part of that is you should buy wine with that shit. That's crazy. And drink it, and God likes that. God That's likes crazy. to watch you drink wine. <laughs> I get so dramatic when I'm drunk. <laughs> where to find this in their Bibles? Deuteronomy. God likes to watch you drink wine with some of your money. So the tithe. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to hear this part. Numbers. <laughs> That's something that say. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You don't even know what it was about. Yeah, we should. Like, I made that point really dramatically and and sloppily, but I think that's yeah. a really important point. It is. I want. I, I wanted to say something about it, but go ahead and say what you were. Well, I, if you think it I, needs I mean, I already said it. Like, just yeah. I, I just want to like punctuate the fact that what Drunk Joe said there was important. That you don't think that you dramatically punctuated it enough already. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. not been an issue yet in in drunk Jew's, <laughs> drunk Joe's voice. I'm a I'm it's quite a storyteller when I get drunk, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have every ten days I mark it on my calendar. Now I spend every tenth day totally hammered now, uh, just to make sure <laughs> because I, you're superstitious that I'm in good standing with God and I'm superstitious. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's an excellent point. It really is. And it also, it really does run so contrary to so much of what ends up being kind of wrong about religion and about the Christian faith that we have this sort of, we've, we've twisted this system into something that's all about guilting and shaming people and making people feel small and making them feel like God doesn't like you. And the original intent of even something like the tithe was God does like you and god likes to make sure god actually writes into the code uh a bit of a uh a bit of a plan to party it's like hey don't but don't like spend every dime you ever get on just survival and whatever like make sure that you set aside some time to party and make sure you set aside some some good food to eat and and even just like the festival schedule in the jewish old testament like all, all of these things that kind of are set in place of God's way of saying, like, don't forget to have a good time. Yeah. Um, y- and YOLO, bros. YOLO. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we should say, like, we're not super invested in the church here, Crisis of Faith. Um, but I know that there are people who listen who are church members and church attenders. And, um, like, you know, I think that giving money to your church is sort of like giving money to NPR or <laughs> like, you know, if there's an organization that you like and that you benefit from and you know, that you, you want to see it survive and thrive, uh, 
then, you know, give it some money. Like, throw some money at it if you have it, because that's, like, that's how organizations work. And some of them, you know, some organizations make money on what they do and others rely on donations from their members and from people who benefit from them. And so like, that's, we're not saying don't do that. Don't give money to your church. You should, if that's something you feel compelled to do, like if you feel like you want, want your church to do well or, or whatever, if you want NPR to do like send them a, your old car or whatever they're asking for these days. Um, but that's not like, don't let anybody guilt you about, you need to be paying 10% because that's what the Bible, because that's not what the Bible says. The tithe is not about putting your money, like giving your money to the church. The tithe is about take some, takes like, make sure you're enjoying part of this before God, because yep. God likes to see that. About numbers? <laughs> <laughs> It's probably about that guy whose donkey talks to him. Yeah. That's all I remember. That in the census. God wants to see you. I do think we wind well, that down. Is, that here. is absurd. Get drunk with part of your money. That is That's absurd. The point to of the time. <laughs> yeah, because we're talking about the drunky drunk. Um, But it is crazy to think that even that's the way the tithe is talked about. That it's not. God needs to get his cut or God needs that. I, I heard it as like, it's your rent on, yeah. it's your rent money on the earth. Yeah. You're supposed to pay rent Yeah, basically. to God. The point is, God but I don't think you can use you your rent see. money to buy weed and beer <laughs> and tell your landlord, fear not. <laughs> I paid my bills with 90% and I bought weed with 10 <laughs> But that's what God wants. God wants you to enjoy the grain of the earth. Oh, I totally forgot and to the record the uh, the theme song to this episode. We <laughs> do the thing. <laughs> that really happened. I really because I said something about weed right there, and it rem- and it reminded me like I had put a line about weed or something in the in the actual theme of the episode, and I said it out loud, and I was like, "Oh no, we forgot to record the theme." <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. Listen to this, Psalm 104. Bruh. This is a prayer. <laughs> so close your eyes. <laughs> oh, every head bowed. <laughs> Psalm 104. You. God, you caused the grass to grow. (laughs) (laughs) Joe, can you not give a little bit more of this flair on just a normal episode? I am loving it. Every time you open the Bible, you... (laughs) (laughs) I should always get really drunk if I'm going to preach. Yeah, for sure. For the livestock and the plants of man to cultivate that he may bring forth food from the earth and wine to gladden the hearts of man of human beings that's the phrase i kept coming across wine to gladden the hearts. everything i re- everything i read talked about that and even like the people throughout church history like every century there was yeah. some big church leader who was like but the bible says that it's supposed to gladden your heart there's it's supposed to give you the give you the giggles <laughs> <laughs> here's here's an interesting tidbit. So, 
Occasionally. This would never come up except <laughs> Occasionally. A story about <laughs> turning water into wine. John 2, wedding in Canaan. But occasionally preachers would say, well, that's not really wine. They're talking about basically grape juice. Right. Right. Well, it turns out in Hebrew, there's actually two two different words. There's a word for like new wine that might be, it's probably not grape juice, but it's probably like weaker wine. And then there's a word for like definitely wine. We're talking about the real shit. Port. Every yeah. every passage that I'm referring to here is the real shit wine. Yeah. Like explicitly, this is wine to get you drunk. Is that Gladden Hebrew? the heart. Or or Hebrew. or Greek. Okay. Do we know which word is used in like John two? Well, to distinguish the wine that had been served at the yeah, wedding yeah, yeah. before Jesus showed up. So, um, yeah, not exactly. Um, <laughs> Greek doesn't have that kind of your your mouth is like your mouth is pointed one direction and the microphone is pointed <laughs> the other. <laughs> I never know which direction the mic's supposed to go. Okay, so all right, the that was a deep cut joke. Uh, for those who listen to every second <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> of Crisis of Faith, there was one point in one episode where Joe mentioned that he had been using his microphone backwards and turned it around the right way. So, great callback, Joe. Thank Excellent. You. I think that was episode 48. Wasn't that That's an episode right. 48? Yeah, it's definitely an episode 48. <laughs> it's where we keep the deep secrets. Yeah, check out episode 48. The story is Jesus is at a wedding and they weddings in the in the first century near east big big parties they go on like for a week at a time and they run out of wine the wedding guests and so they're super embarrassed because they run out of wine not going to so, happen here tonight well I'm drinking Maker's Mark yep I have plenty and I'm drinking in the joy of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesus' mom says, hey, they ran out of wine. Can you do something about it? And he says, woman! <laughs> That's how Jesus always addresses women. Yeah. <laughs> what does this have to do with me? And she says, shut up, make some wine. And so he does. And he, like, turns some water into wine. Okay. And then they get to the, they make, he makes the wine. He makes water into wine. Um, and then the master of the feast, the, like, the MC, caterer. The MC. Yeah. The New Living Translation calls him the master of ceremonies. Oh, no. He's the caterer. MC. Uh, he tasted the water now that has now been turned into wine and did not know where it had come from. Um, and he said, the the caterer said, said to the bridegroom, uh, everyone serves good wine first, but when the people have drunk freely... Then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. So his point is like, every w what most people do is they wait until everybody is toasted. And then, 
Like once the whole, once the, once the wedding party is shit faced, then they'll serve the crappy wine because nobody cares anymore. But you were smart and you saved the good wine until now after everybody's drunk. So it seems like he's comparing. So like the word isn't clear. Um, the Greek doesn't have the same distinctions that Hebrews do, the Hebrew does. But he's comparing the wine that Jesus makes to wine that gets people drunk. Yeah. Like the the Joe, that was a that was a really long walk. That was a very long explanation. But the point <laughs> was that yes, it's real wine. That's what yeah. you need to know. <laughs> this is a little This is the scenic like route. version. <laughs> Context makes it clear. Well, but this yeah, is... if you think about it, like Imagine being at a wedding and the groom stepping up to the microphone saying like, hey, pause the band for a second. Stop singing all the single ladies for a second <laughs> or what, a, or some Bruno Mars song and says, hey, 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 I got some good news and some bad news. Here's the bad news. We ran out of the wine that we had bought for everybody. We're, at, we're all out of liquor. But here's the good news. We have the best non-alcoholic grape juice <laughs> <laughs> that anybody's ever tasted this side of the Mississippi or this side of the uh, the Euphrates. Hey, do you want to know his <laughs> story? <laughs> it doesn't. Even, I'm just saying it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the story doesn't make any sense if the wine's not real wine, and if it's not good wine. Like good. you can't you can't change the definition it's of of good wine to like wine that doesn't have alcohol in it. Right. You can't say, like, good news, everybody. There's no alcohol in this, <laughs> but it tastes fantastic. <laughs> so you've heard of Welch's grape juice. The Welch's family were yeah. United Methodists, and they invented grape juice as a way to have communion without having any alcohol. Like around the time of the Prohibition, yeah. right? That's right. Yeah, I came across that. How crazy. And even the church, like the Pentecostal churches I, I went to growing up, we were going Welch's. Yeah. We're still taking care of that family. Thomas Ramwell Welch. Yep. That's, An, that's a it. Wesleyan Methodist minister. It's in my notes. See? I already knew that. <laughs> Here's a proverb. <laughs> you ready for a proverb? Honor the Lord. This is Proverbs 3. Three nine, honor the Lord with your wealth, <laughs> and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then, so this is what happens: if you pay your tithe and you do a good thing, then your barns will be. This is how the Lord will bless you: your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will be bursting with wine. And this is the get you drunk wine. God blesses you with wine, and maybe even Maker's Mark. He blesses, yeah. I mean, that seems to be, I don't think the, like, everything I read in church history, it seems like this has been an issue that is just debated, it just goes back and forth. You have some theologians on one side and some theologians on the other. You rarely ever, now this this was surprising to me, but you rarely ever have any theologians basically saying, drink as much as you want, um, like, live your life. Those types of thinkers and those type, they just don't survive it. None of those people are a big part of the story. 
And even he like, but he, but he's like a moderationist. Really? I think. That dude loves some beer. Yeah, definitely seems to love some beer, but at the same time, um, but he uses his is more of a logical conclusion. He says he uses this uh, this idea, which you know I thought I was the first person to ever think of this, and then I realized like no, people have been thinking that for hundreds of years, uh, and definitely Martin Luther thought it. Um, people to counter the idea that abuse should be met with disuse. Right. So the idea was some people drink too much or they have problems because of alcohol. So none of us should ever drink alcohol. He made this comparison. This is literally something I can remember thinking like early in my 20s. We must not reject or condemn anything because it is abused. Wine and women bring many a man to misery and make a fool of him. We would need to kill all the women and pour out all the wine. (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's like really solid logic as far as I'm concerned. And especially like thinking about the faith that that I feel like all the women, the faith that I feel like I inherited basically said the biggest problem on this planet is girls who look good and dress to show it and alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think and and tobacco. Yeah, we talked about tobacco just a little bit. (laughs) Don't. Don't cuss, drink, or chew, or yep. go with girls who do. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's <laughs> <laughs> you tried to, did you just try, you tried to write your own theme song for this That's episode? A, That's a real poem. <laughs> uh, no. You know how all the 90s rockers would hold their microphones like this? They hold the. <sighs> They hold, hold the, the whole thing and then put their hands on it. Yeah. It makes... Oh, man, it's driving. I can see right here. <laughs> in the in the audio edit. Full circle. This is how it ends. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't think there was anything else. I was flat on my face in the floor at that point <laughs> with the microphone in my mouth. And pretty shortly after that, we started arguing about who got to pee first. But I have three bathrooms in my house. I don't know why. <laughs> that was <laughs> such a big deal. I think we just both wanted to use the one closest. Um, and then there was one one concluding thought um, that uh, that I don't remember if it actually got recorded or not, but something that I said that I was like, you know, it kind of makes sense that God would have this, that, that the ultimate thing we would kind of arrive at is like God wants you to, like set aside some time and place and uh, and and alcohol in your life just to be enjoyed. Um, and uh, I think I made the point something like it's almost like a cheat code, like like God calling angels over or whoever over and saying like mostly mostly these people are pretty boring. But watch this. I told them that they should drink this stuff every <laughs> once in a while. And whenever they do that, then they get interesting. Then then it's pretty fun to watch. It's like the lights really come on at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I think yeah. in conclusion, mm-hmm. uh, God likes to watch you drunk because you're dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, don't get other people drunk in order to see their junk exactly 
that's that's the Christian new. That's, that's the new Christian tenet. The Christian way. Preacher, I've been drinking, and as you know, drinking always gets me thinking. You and me should be buds, and hey, while we're talking about buds, you're smoking the same kind of sin as drinking. If Jesus shows up at a party, and he's the one who brings the liquor along, then if your nose is snarling, and you are not partying, maybe you're the one who is wrong.